two senseis and a casual. That's pitch black. <laughs> I had a feeling. I, did, oh. I honestly, I thought you were about to not make it. I know you did. <laughs> I, couldn't give you, I couldn't give you the satisfaction. <laughs> yes. That's why I was asking every night, like, we doing this at 7 a.m., huh? We sure? We sure we're doing this? You know, Drew, you, know, you know it's I'm, four-year time, right? <laughs> Drew, let me tell you, it's, it sounded real good. Real good. Until... <laughs> do, you think, do you think Drake pre-plans his title names like this if this would if this would take he really to go he really smash go. it oh my goodness what is up everybody this is another episode of two hip-hop senseis and a casual i'm your host brandon aka b wheezy and i got a sweet tooth but i stay away from suckers Gerard, did you use that already yes i did it was a long time ago though but it's okay <laughs> it's all right <laughs> It sounded amazing. I'm like, this sounds familiar. I'm so sorry, but was it an AKA when Gerard did that? Yeah, it might have been. No, Gerard, it's all, I apologize. It's all good. But you know what? Oh, I mean, he said he said ain't shit sweet. Yeah. That's what it was. It's very possible, but you know one thing that Gerard didn't do. What didn't I do? Yeah, I'm not gonna ask what. What? <laughs> I do not own the rights to this music. Moses not fall, the water with the cane did Drippers not make a art when I made it rain did Yeezy not get signed by Hovind Damon Ran to Jacob and made the new Jesus chain Come on, man, y'all are dry You're fucking with, <laughs> you fuck with that dry, but I hope y'all enjoyed that, man That's That was the intro I was telling y'all I had queued up I think I got that Monday, but I hope y'all appreciate that I did that, appreciate man. that, I, did. <laughs> I do but I mean, it's four a.m. where you at, seven a.m. where we at. So they they can't say we not dedicated, you know. Mm-hmm. So anybody that ever sleep on us, they they should know that. Ah, I see what you did there. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. I like that. I like that. I'm Drew, a day the name and. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. To you. The birds. The birds. A chirping. A chirping. A chirping. On my dick. You remember that video? No. Oh, man. Oh, I'm too sleepy for this shit. I'll put it in. You'll remember it. Gerard, do you remember Classic Vine, classic Vine. Oh, man. Yeah, man, before we go any further, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Anchor. Uh, All of our links in one spot. Shout out to Gerard for Linktree. All of our links are there. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram at 2HipHopSenseis, period A, period Casual. Um, We appreciate all the love and support. And if you're really loyal, as always, be sure to tell a friend, to tell their friends about our podcast. We could be friends. Oh, so Drew, you asked me you asked me a question, or I think you asked me a question. What, this nigga don't know. What was your question you asked me? <laughs> I have a million questions for you, B. No, what was the main one you asked me this week? How did 
did you just up and leave that one? There you go. There you go. Gerard, come on. I'm 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 sleepy, but I'm 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 locked here. What was oh that's what it was. Did you just what was your thought process just up and leave and say, you know what? I'm gonna go to Vegas. There you go. There you that's go. Perfect. Um actually let's take a step back. Hold on, take a step back. Uh for people that listened to our last episode, I actually want to show Drew a lot of love. So um when I played my music and Drew got kicked. That was like, that was real. Come on, man! Y'all don't play it? Come on! Woo! Come on, man. We turning up today. We turning up today, baby. <laughs> How do you follow that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like he he did he came with the energy, but oh, Drew, what happened? <laughs> Gerard, you call it. <laughs> <laughs> B's audio was too damn hot. Wow. That should knock me out of frame, man. Wait, that it knocked you out, yeah. So. Um, so Drew joined, and we recorded the rest of the episode, but when he got kicked... His audio like didn't save with the the platform that we use, so Drew actually went back and recorded himself filling in his audio all over again, like late at night when we had already recorded, but his audio was fucked up. But he, hey. and it was it was genius. I've never seen anything like that. So he went back, recorded it, and for those of you that listen, you absolutely cannot tell. I was a part of it, could not tell. So, Drew, I wanted to show you a lot of love and say, man, I appreciate you for doing what you did because you, that was incredible, bro. I appreciate you for appreciating me, but God damn it, don't give away the the, 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 the show, the magic. Edit to the yeah. movie. Like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, fuck that. That's what make us. David unique. Copperfield, I don't think he showed his tricks, but look, that's what make us unique. We talk about real shit. This episode is about to get really real. But no, you were amazing for pulling that off. Like, Thanks, buddy. That was that was incredible. I told um, Bones after Ball how I did it, and he was just like, "Whoa!" So, bro, it, if anybody it, wants to go back and listen, recording by yourself, trying to fill in and remember is the hardest thing ever. Like trying to get emotion by yourself when it feels awkward, it's very hard to do. Yeah, but I did no, it for you, you boys. You did you did an incredible job. So I just wanted to show you some love. Although you laid it on pretty heavy with the what was that part you re-recorded? <laughs> Save it for the pot. Yeah, yeah. No, you went you went hard on that, but you know, whatever. You you earned it. You earned it. I was feeling so, comfortable at that point. <laughs> exactly. So good good shit, bro. Um but yeah, ask your question again. I'm sorry, I just wanted to show you love. <laughs> How did you just Wake Try. up one day. Try. You got to chill, bro. <laughs> How did you just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas by myself. All right. So um, I've actually been more like going back and forth, like how real I should get Man, with get my real. Uh, answer. We here now. Uh, so I've like talked about on the podcast, like kind of what I went through. I ain't, I ain't really like getting to the weeds. Like Gerard kind of knows, knows more than most people like other than my family but uh so like just to paint the picture as to like what i went through with my health like this all started in november i was having like stomach problems couldn't figure it out went to the doctor whatever but long story long uh my body like started to attack itself 
um, and the doctors couldn't figure out one what was going on, and two, they they kind of like were under the impression that I was like not like I was making it up. Um, so I went I went to the ER probably at least ten times. It wasn't till the seventh time where I was told I had uh, Epstein Barr virus by a doctor that just so happened to be a primary care physician. Finally, like for whatever reason, he was like, you know, there's mono, but there's other forms of mono testing me for other stuff and like found I had high levels of Epstein-Barr. I had it in the past, somehow uh, got it recently. And when you get Epstein-Barr as an adult, it like sucks the life out of you. So getting up out of bed in the mornings took everything that I had. Um, I I have, I had like symptoms that I'm like, if I tell them like people probably think I'm making this shit up, but like I had like my ears ringing, um, my jaws was hurting, paws, uh, like I had pain everywhere from my shoulders, my chest, my butt, my hips, my feet, like standing up at a certain point hurt, sitting down on the couch or laying down hurt. I remember uh, you said your shoulders were like, your shoulders were like killing you every day. Bro, I was, I was sleeping at one point at max two hours a night and because the pain was so bad, uh, it just got to a point where like, uh, my lowest moment, I called my mom one day and was like, mom, uh, I, I don't have a plan. I just want to be real with you. Like, I, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like, I just, I can't keep doing this. This is my quality of life. Like I talked to my mom one day the entire day because I told her like I, I didn't have a plan, but like I I I, uh, I didn't want to keep doing this shit. And I we just talked all day. Um my mom was there for me more than anybody will ever know. And I was just ready to be done, man. Um in the hospital eleven days in January. Doctors ran every test they well not most tests that they could, but the main thing the doctor that was treating me in a hospital was telling me was like, when do you want to go back to work? Couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on, but it was like when you know you you really should go back to work. Dude, I'm like, fuck work. Like I like I wanna know what's going on. They told me basically like I was good. Um, so got out of the hospital eleven days, still no answers. That's when I lost like the ability to walk. That's when I was using the walker. Um, my sister was staying with me, but in, in all honesty, my sister originally was staying with me because again, I didn't, I didn't want to keep doing this shit. So I was, I was done with everything. So my sister was staying with me just to make sure that like, I didn't harm myself, but again, I didn't have any plan. Uh, and dry, you told me to get real. So that's, that's the real shit. And I just remember going to bed, man. I, I was like, I literally prayed, um, for a miracle because, shit was bad like it was just bad like i I talk about it now i don't feel real but in in february actually um valentine's day my mom again we went to the er because the pain was so bad actually my primary doctor at the time told me as i continue to lose weight the pain in my shoulders should improve and i'm like dude i'm I'm not a doctor but like that doesn't even make sense but whatever he didn't take it seriously so Thankfully, I got a new doctor. I just happened to see somebody posted while I was um, in the hospital in January, a new doctor, black doctor uh, that was starting up in Southfield. Just happened to schedule an appointment. They had like same day appointments, but I left a review for the doctor because my new doctor 
quite possibly might have saved my life as well as the acupuncturist that finally was able to provide some type of relief because I was fucking struggling. So when I went to acupuncture, having that relief allowed me to, I actually went home and shoveled the snow. Like I was finally able to, I was in bed like majority of the day. My my best friend, Derez was there for me, man, like doing all that he could. Like everybody was concerned, asking me like what the updates was. I've had every test you could think of. I had a colonoscopy. Uh, I had a mammogram. Gerard, I don't think I told you that. Like my chest was hurting that bad to where like it was concerned. Um, like every time I had a lumbar puncture, which do y'all know what that is? So lumbar puncture is essentially when, um, so I, they, they took me into, uh, this, this, um, this, um, procedure room and you lay on your stomach, but you have to kind of like, uh, tilt, but essentially they pull flow fluid from your spine and test it to see like what, if they can find anything, but you're awake. So I, I had to tell them like, y'all gotta give me something. Cause like, what if you like sneeze? Right. And like, right. The needles in your fucking back. Like I'm not trying. Matter of fact, you have to sign paperwork, uh, basically stating, like you know, there's risk involved, and if they fuck up, like it is what it is. So like that's one thing. I had MRIs, I had bone scan, I had tumor checks because I was losing weight. I had night sweats. Like, dude, my my parents were concerned. Like nobody could tell me what was going on. But finally, that doctor told me, you know, about Epstein Barr, but they still didn't. Epstein-Barr, like, for the most part, most people don't even typically have symptoms, but when you get it as an adult, like, it fucked me up so bad, I lost the ability to walk, like, it was attacking my body, I was losing hair, like, taking showers and, like, seeing a whole bunch of hair, like, sorry, I'm rambling, but, like, this shit got real, like, I was ready to be done with everything, so if it wasn't for my new primary doctor, if it wasn't for my family being there with me, if it wasn't for an acupuncturist, still to this day, man, quite possibly saved my life. So uh, when I was in the hospital to answer your story or answer your question, Drew, for those 11 days, I was sitting there just mad. Um, with COVID, my family couldn't come see me. So I was just literally in the hospital at times like by myself. So I was just reflecting on stuff like I, I didn't think I was gonna make it because shit was so bad. And I'm like, man, if the good Lord pulled me through this, man, I swear, one, I'm going to do everything I, I can to make sure that I can walk again normally. And two, I'm going to do stuff that I always thought about doing but never actually made happen. So while I was in the, in the hospital looking at people on Instagram, like mad, wondering, like, if God is real, like, why the fuck am I sitting here in the hospital while I see people on vacations or you know, like looking happy on social media? Because that's the thing, right? Everybody looks happy on social media. People don't post the real shit. But I'm sitting there just like frustrated. So I'm like, if I get out of here, like I'm really going to live it up. So the book that I told you guys about and told our listeners about in the past, um, how to stop worrying and start living, uh, that helped me a lot. But I mean, I wouldn't change anything I went through because at the end of the day, it allowed me to have the courage to uh, Friday at 4 a.m. when I woke up, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas. We have this thing at work where they give us virtual currency um, and that virtual currency you can use to buy gift cards. So I bought a gift card uh, for a flight to Delta, b- uh, bought a plane ticket that covers that cost. I look for room shops, my guy Artie, because he was the one that told me, like, you can go to Vegas for re- relatively, like, you know, low cost based on where you want to stay. So I'm in a nice spot. It's actually called the Cancun Resort. Um, so, yeah, I took care of that. I literally packed throughout the day as I was working. And then after work was over, hit the airport and flew to Las Vegas. I didn't have a plan of what the fuck I was going to do. I just knew 
like tomorrow's not promised. So like Gerard, you was over for the draft, and I like jokingly told you like tomorrow's not promised, but like that's how I live now. So like when you go through shit like that, being alone, like at the lowest dude, I I actually was taken by ambulance one day because I fell at home, right? Like my legs are so weak. So uh I was taken to the ambulance. And my dad pulled up because uh, my sister, Brandy, was staying with me at the time, called my family, called the ambulance. My dad gets there as I'm being taken off. I couldn't see him, but I heard him. He told me to call him. I get to the hospital, but COVID is going crazy right now. They don't have any space. So they take me in, but tell me they don't tell me, tell everybody, actually, they don't have room. So I have to get taken out to the waiting room. I'm in shorts and a fucking T-shirt, and it's like the, the middle of the winter, as cold as it is, right? I'm by the door. The door's opening, and I don't have, like, I don't have anything on. I'm cold as fuck. So I told the dude, I'm like, hey, can you put a blanket on me? He like put it on my back. I'm like, actually, can you put it like on my front? He's like, dude, the blanket's only so big. I'm like, bro, like wrap it around the front of me so I'm not sitting here fucking freezing. So he did it. They finally got a a spot. They took me in in the, um, they put me on a bed. I was so far in the hospital, like you couldn't go any further back. I was next to a room where they literally like throw away oxygen tanks and like people wouldn't give me any eye contact because like, basically like treat me like I was less than human. So I'm sitting there like just wishing somebody would talk to me, like say, Hey, like I don't have any fucking socks on. I had to beg a lady like, Hey, can you put socks on me, please? Finally she did it. I'm like super thankful, man. So sorry, this story is very long, but just trying to paint the picture of like how low shit got. And I promised if I got out of that, I was going to live it up. So that's what gave me the courage being able to sit in the hospital for 11 days by myself to trap fucking travel to Vegas. Like that, if I can sit in the hospital for 11 days by myself, I can go to Vegas and live it up because I remember like how fucking low uh, things got. So, Drew, sorry, that was a long uh, winded answer, but that's that's how I got to to Vegas. Um, long story long, as I told you. Oh, man. <clears throat> well, I'm proud of you, bro. Because <clears throat> anybody that knows you, thank you, know that that's out of your character. So, like, so for you to hit us up like randomly, like dog, I can't wait to record so y'all can see where I'm at. Like that shows progress and your growth, and we all know what you was been you've been going through. So now the audience knows specifically what's been going on and why we had to miss those weeks of um, recording and stuff like that. And they need to hear that perspective. Like so, like I said, I said over text, and I've yeah. you know throughout this whole ordeal, you know, I've been there trying to make sure you was okay the whole time. Like. I'm extremely proud of you, and I'm so happy that at this point right now, everything, you know, you're good. You're you're as healthy as you can be. You know, you back working out. I've seen you boxing. Like, it's been a full 360, so I'm I'm, I'm extremely happy, and I'm th- I thank God that you didn't follow through, you know, because you're important to us. Like, we love you to death. So, like, you're important to us. You're important to a lot of people in this world, so we're glad that you – you made it through and, and you able to enjoy Vegas like you are now. Well, thank you, man. I, uh, I appreciate that. And you mentioned boxing. So people see me box, <laughs> you know, some people joke and it's all love and just the same, you know, like <laughs> I didn't whoop my ass. They're like, how I look weak when I was boxing. But the thing <laughs> is about boxing with those drills, so I go in there with the mindset of like, I'm going to just punch as hard as I fucking can. Like, cause that's what everybody, you know, you, you want to be the strongest dude, right? Not knowing when you see that video of me, like taking a step back and looking at my feet, I'm looking at my feet. Cause a lot of like your strength, when you really punch the right way, it's supposed to come from your hips. 
you're supposed to like a lot of your force is coming from your 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 hips the way you turn the way you punch properly so i had to like stop trying to punch as hard as i could but understand like turn your legs a certain way so when you punch you really getting the most of your punch but not to focus on trying to hit as hard as you can the biggest thing is getting your getting your process down like getting your steps down so when you see me in that video that's me completely out of my comfort zone the first time everybody in that gym has been doing those boxing workouts for like months if not for years and that was my first day like basically back in the gym since all this shit happened so i'm like you know what fuck it i didn't actually even ask to be recorded derez picked up my phone i was on the ground just was recording me and i just happened to see him out of the corner of my eye but no so i posted it because i want people to see that and hopefully be inspired to know that it's okay to step out of your comfort zone because i think like i said i wouldn't change anything that happened to me despite how bad shit got because it completely changed the way that i like live my life um i don't hesitate to go up and talk to women at all anymore like i was joking with uh, a random guy here i told him if, if prime tower bakes was here i would walk up to her and straight up <laughs> ask her for a date and if she said no that would not hurt me at all like I, i've lost the i've completely lost my fear of rejection like that used to hold me back so much like i i wouldn't even give women like the chance to reject me because like in my head i just knew i was gonna get rejected so like I was that meme where like you and the you in the party or the club and you like looking around like talking to yourself but you're not like approaching any woman because like that's just that's just i was just scared to do it now i got a number when i was leaving the airport like walking from the elevator to the tsa check i got a number at the front desk just talking to the girl um i'm not i'm just moving so different man it's crazy um sorry i feel like i'm talking a lot so i apologize but hey this is a fucking podcast what you supposed to do <laughs> That's funny. So, so last night, um, I can get into like additional stories and stuff, but last night, uh, so I, I, I call a lift cause I knew I wanted to go out and see a strip and I see the guy's picture for the lift driver. I thought it was like an Indian guy That's racist! and not, not to be racist. I promise guys, I'm not racist at all. Um, mm -hmm. I, I love black people, <laughs> but it was, it was a driver that pulled up <laughs> on the app and i thought he was indian and i'm like dang i hope i really need somebody that could like tell me like or maybe show me around a little bit like i hope this guy can speak a little english but um the guy pulls up and i'm like opening the door and this dude is this dude is is a white guy like the doug we're looking for is a white i don't know i told him exactly what i'm telling y'all now he's like shit i gotta change my picture i'm like bro <laughs> he just ended up being so cool right and and what's crazy is this guy ended up being a famous jeweler. I don't want to provide his name because, like, I I straight up asked him, like, would you record on a podcast? He's like, dude, I'm real low key. This dude is. I was telling him, I'm like, bro, you a legend, and like, you just so low key about it. So he provided jewelry for like Harrison Ford, LL Cool J, um, just I got I sent you guys some of the names. I can't remember them right now because I was sending so many so many texts. Hold on. Uh, Kid Rock, Flavor. He said he just made a custom piece for Flavor Flav. Like, hmm. this dude was so cool. And we just had, like, this heart to heart. I told him the real shit that I was talking about earlier on the podcast. He told me about, um, you know, losing someone significant in his life nine years ago and uh, how he basically had to keep pushing for his daughter. He showed me a picture of his daughter. Dude, we just had heart to heart. And what's crazy is at the end of the ride, we just had this connection just based off like being willing to share like real shit but i'm like bro like you gotta I, like you gotta be willing to do the podcast one day he said he, he didn't want to do it but my goal is i got his number 
Hmm. Uh, hopefully he'll be willing to do it. But like, who wouldn't want to hear stories about making custom pieces for like the most famous people in the world? Like at one time, this dude had like nine different stores. He said he sold them, but he was just cool as hell. And most people, I was like, most people that ride with you don't even know that you are like this legend, bro. Like he he had the greatest stories, but man, it, it just it was another confirmation that like God is real. He took me down the strip. And then told me if I added another ride, he would actually take me downtown. So, Drew, to answer your question before we started mm. the show, I did go downtown. Uh, that's where you see, like, on my story, like, the dude getting whipped by my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is so different, man. Like, this is, like, this has been such an incredible, like, experience. I don't know if most people could just up and plan a vacation and go by themselves. I got a lot of people that say they respect what I did. But, like, if you ever have thought about vacationing, just do that shit, man, because you really just don't know. Like, tomorrow ain't promised, man. So the biggest focus when I was going through all that shit, all the regular doctors, they was like, when you going back to work? Dude, fuck work. I promise y'all. All everybody cares about, man. It's so fucked up. Like Everybody cares about, I feel like COVID has made people so, like, we're burnt out. We all are going through real-life shit. Like, dude, find time that that job that you stressing about if you die tomorrow they will post your fucking job yep. before the next day came yeah. fuck that job those bills do i i have i don't think i sent y'all a picture but i have oh no i seen that i seen that because i was there for draft so yeah i seen it i have on my table just stacks of bills like lined up most people i think probably would like just stress over it but that book if you're listening listen to the book how to stop worrying and start living because I don't think most people would plan. I wouldn't be able to be out here if it wasn't for like my mom, my uncle send me money just for because like a lot of people have been looking out for me. I don't understand why, but they have been. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to Vegas, man. Those bills going to stay there. I actually had a bill collector call me on Easter. I had my mortgage company call me because um, so, you know, your mortgage is due on a first, but you have until like the 16th where you get a late fee and they called me to remind me about paying. And I told them the last time that they called me that I was in the hospital in January and in February, dude, they didn't say, they basically heard what I said. And they were like, so when are you going to be able to pay? When you think you're going to make your payment, right? I'm like, bro, I almost yeah. hung up on them, but I, I just don't, I don't even get mad the way that I used to get mad. Um, the first night that I was here, I, I, I got here, I think, at like 11 o'clock, maybe 10 or 11 o'clock, which is like 1 o'clock back at home, and got in my room, ordered DoorDash, and, and I fell asleep before my DoorDash driver got here, right? <laughs> so my DoorDash driver, if, after five minutes, they just leave your food and, and go about their way. So I'm like, whatever. I woke up like three hours later feeling like Mr. Krabs, right? Like everything's blurry. I'm like, damn, I fell asleep. Oh, well, my food's going to be there, so I'm going to just get it in the morning, right? <laughs> morning comes, I shower, got my mouth all set for this juicy burger. I go downstairs in front of us. I'm like, hey, my DoorDash got delivered yesterday. Um, you know, I'm here now, so <laughs> if y'all can go grab my food from the refrigerator, you know, we all good, right? they like, um, actually, we don't take people's food because we don't want to be held liable. I'm like, oh, all right, well, where's my food at? It was like, well, it was down on that table right there but somebody took it so when they said that it's like a record skip i'm like wait so what do you what like what do you what do you mean somebody took it right they're like uh somebody took it. i'm like just like took like took my shit like just just straight up took it. like no no fucks given just took my okay so in my mind i'm like what do i do here do i one make the boondocks proud and have a, a nigga moment <laughs> or two 
<laughs> take my L or three, just reach out to DoorDash, let them know what happened and see what happens, right? Because back at home, I had a pizza delivered at my house and had the same thing, fell asleep, went outside in the morning when I woke up and the pizza box was there and my wings container was there, but my, all my food was gone. I don't know. Somebody saw my shit and ate it and just left my shit so it would hurt deep inside when I saw it. Maybe it was an animal. I That's what I hope an it was. It was I animal, think it was right? an animal. Did they close the container, though? Because I don't think an animal could do that. So the wing container was, was open. The pizza box was open. I think it was an animal because I saw some stuff on the side, but I don't know. Somebody yeah, could have took my shit raccoons, and the animal got to it after. are pretty smart, so they, they got your shit. I do have a raccoon. I have raccoon skunks. Anyway, I, it happened. So I hit up DoorDash that time. Was like, hey, I know it's my fault. If you guys can't do anything for me, I completely understand. I will take my L. However, I just wanted to let y'all know. My food got delivered. Somebody stole it. I just wanted to see what y'all could do for me, right? The girl was amazing. Fully refunded me and gave me $10 extra for the inconvenience. So fast forward to, you know, what happened this, yeah. this week, right? Friday. So I hit him up again. So I had to take a screenshot because this is incredible. Hey, this so guy's pulling a con in different <laughs> so, so, I, so I tell him that, right? I tell him the same thing. I'm like, yo, fell asleep. Uh, somebody took my food. You know, I know, again, there's nothing that you guys can, most likely can do. But I figure I would let you guys know and just see what could happen. So the guy tells me. The guy tells me, he said, oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. You know, I will refund you $10 or, you know, we can refund the full amount on the payment method instead. You know, keep in mind, he's like, keep in mind if the charge is still pending, um, you will receive the funds back in like five to seven business days. So I'm like, hmm, uh, can I have the full amount just, you know, returned as a credit? Like, you know, I'll just order something, you know, I'll order something else, right? He's like, since the restaurant is now closed and your dash is no longer available to re-entry the delivery or retry the delivery, He's only all he's only able to offer me a refund at that time. So he's like, can he go ahead and process it? I'm like, I've had a similar situation back in Michigan. The full amount was refunded. Plus, I got ten dollars extra or credited, not refunded. Sorry. So I'm just so I have some like I'm just I guess I'm curious, you know, did anything change your policy? Um, he's like. No, I said, that's fine. If so, you know, because uh, I've had some terrible luck, not a big deal. He said, you you are correct. Um hmm. No, I said, sorry, I'm fucking this up. I'm sleepy. I'm, I apologize. I'm like, uh, this is my, the second time it's happened. So is that why I'm only getting $10 versus the full amount? He said, you are correct in being frustrated. And I completely understand your frustration, Brandon. However, I'm going to ask that you keep this conversation respectful. I am here to help get this resolved for you. How would you like to proceed? <laughs> Guys, I've been I've been calm up until this point. Like when I, I'm touching my friends, I'm like, I'm laughing because I'm not mad about somebody like taking my shit. I hope they need it more than me, right? I've been smooth, calm, and collected this entire time. <laughs> Until I got this message, right? Because then I'm like, I had to bring it back, right? Because I told him I had terrible luck, so I had to go back and read and see, like, maybe my phone autocorrected and said fuck <laughs> instead of luck. So maybe it's my bad, right? No, nah, it said luck. So I was like, for clarity, Simron Jeed, uh, oh my God. what was said that was being as disrespectful, right? And I'm like, I'm actually not frustrated at all, but in my mind, I'm like, now I'm getting, now I'm getting mad. Like in, in a forty year old version, you know, he was like, you, you found just, nigga. you was looking for nigga, 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 nigga. nigga. now, right? So, <laughs> so now I'm getting mad. And he comes back, he don't answer my question. He's like, uh, please give me a moment. 
to see what I can do for this order. It looks like the restaurant is no longer accepting new orders and I can't place the redelivery. However, I will issue you the full amount of credits, which will be available immediately. Please let me know if you would like a refund. Yeah. Refund me my shit, Hashim to beat. I need all my shit. Don't don't get disrespectful ever again in your life. See, people at the smile fool them, man. I know y'all saw the boxing videos think I don't get physical, but please, I, I will choke the hell out of some... Let's move on. Anyway, I got my money back. Long story short, I was able to order some food the next morning and it all worked out. But again, I could have let this bother me. I could have like got mad. I could have got frustrated. I could have took my L. I could have let this ruin my vacation, but I didn't because I don't let shit like that bother me anymore. So my stories have been very long. If you want me to shut the fuck up for the rest of the podcast, I promise I will. But these are just some of the stories, man, of how I got to be at this point of recording a podcast at four in the morning in Vegas. <laughs> I'm, you know what, B? I'm happy you made it there. I'm happy you're safe. I'm happy you're doing well. Because the biggest thing I was worried about was like just you getting an answer of what was wrong with you. So I'm happy. I'm happy you're doing well, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm. I'm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent, but like the pain that I have now is nothing in comparison to what I was having. So like I don't even. Don't sweat the small stuff. Like, I'm just thankful um, for everybody that's helped me along the way. And, yeah, like, I have so much sympathy now um, for people that go through, you know, a lot of black women when they go and have have children. Gerard, I know you can attest to this, but, like, the statistics, it makes no sense as to why a black woman can go into the hospital and have a baby and their chance of having something wrong is significantly higher than a white woman coming into a hospital. And I've actually had white doctors white uh females or white women that's in um healthcare tell me if they went to the er once and said that they were having a problem they would have been admitted i went to the er seven times and was told each time i was okay never was taken into the back was only actually taking or admitted into the hospital after i was taken by ambulance for the same problems i had been going to the hospital for or going to the er for seven times mm. like that's just real shit. this ain't no like Oh, you know, racist block. No, like this is just real stuff. Like I, I, I saw firsthand, like the amount of bills that I had, like I, I have a lot of money to pay, but like people without healthcare, I cannot, I can't imagine like, this has been such an eye opening experience, man. So because I'm, I'm a bigger person, I'm a, I'm a fairly decent sized guy. Um, and I'm black, I guess I'm expected to have a higher pain tolerance, but like my concerns just weren't taken seriously. Like, I, y'all know me. I'm not trying to go to a fucking ER at right. 2 in the morning to say, like, I'm in pain to get some med. Like, and that's another thing. When you go to the hospital so many times, uh, it could get to a certain point when they, like, kind of, like, uh, flag your account as someone that could be possibly trying to go into the hospital to get drugs. Like, dude, I've, I've had doctors or, or doctor assistants come in and ask me if I, like, had an impulse to go on a shopping spree and just spend a crazy amount of money or, like, fuck a lot of different uh, women in like the span of a week. What? I'm like, why are you asking me this? Apparently those are like, apparently those are symptoms of a person that would be deemed as bipolar. And they wondered if that was something that I could uh, uh, display traits of because of the problems that I was having, but them not being able to find out the answer. So hmm. when I tell y'all, like y'all don't quite understand what I went through. Like our listeners are, I'm sure are listening to me and like, you've got to be making something. I promise y'all I'm not making up any of this. Like this is real stuff that happened. I got so many more stories, but yeah, I, at some point we're going to talk about music, so I won't keep talking about everything <laughs> I went through, but no, like, um, another thing I failed to mention, so I, I 
was in Fremont, Drew, but everything was closed food-wise because it was late. So there was one restaurant that a, a dude told me about that I would I could walk a mile to and they would be open and I could have food. So I walked a mile, right? So I'm walking. I'm pretty sure I walked through like the hood of Las Vegas. Like this, the the stuff I was seeing on this walk, like you, you it ain't the, the flashy stuff of Vegas that you see, right? <laughs> but I'm walking and as I'm walking, I just start crying. Like I'm I'm literally crying. And I bring this up because at one point, I like didn't cry. Like I would go like years without crying, right? And I thought like this was like a badge of honor. Like it made me tougher or more of a man. Um, it wasn't until this past year of going through this health situation, like some of the stuff I went through um, and just talking in therapy with my therapist, who was another person I failed to mention, quite possibly might have saved my life. That's my guy. And at some point we'll have him on for an episode to talk about mental health. But um, I found this quote and I just, my therapist told me like crying isn't a bad thing. Right. And the quote is, Crying can be helpful in flushing out negative chemicals out of the body uh, that gather in your body as a result of stress. Hence, crying helps out immensely in times when it is difficult for you to let go. But once you have cried, wipe your tears, stand up and dust off and remind yourself that life does not end here. Um, and someone very important to me told me like they had a situation where they, you know, were considering not being here anymore. And they said they're glad that they didn't do it the, uh, because essentially that it just made them if they would have did what they were considering, they would have never been able to see some of the most beautiful things in their lives. So now that I'm in a situation that I have, I started crying when I was walking, not because I was sad, but just because I was like legit, just happy, right? Like if I would have done what I was considering, I never would have been in Vegas to like ride down a strip and see this most beautiful display of colors and buildings and stuff that you just, I've seen in movies, but had never experienced for myself. So I just was crying, thinking about going to sleep and literally like praying for a miracle and praying in the hospital or wondering if God was real and having family tell me to keep holding on and like be patient. But when you're not the person in pain, it's easy to tell somebody to be patient when you're going months without being told what's going on and your whole body is attacking itself. But I said all that to say, I was crying yesterday when I was walking because I fully believe I can't speak for anybody else, but I fully know now that God is real. Like, like I would not be at this point without him being able to do what he did for me. So I was just crying just simply because like I, I had came through so much. I could not believe, and I still don't believe I was in Vegas able to enjoy these beautiful things that I had dreamed about and had been too, I don't know. I don't want to say scared, but I just didn't make Vegas a thing that happened, but now I did. So like, I'm, I'm walking to this spot. I'm just crying. Cause I'm just happy. So crying is not a bad thing. I fellas, it, it doesn't do anything for you. Like being tuned with your emotions. And I'm telling you, it, it'll help you pick up girls for sure. But nah, man, I, I, I'm just so I'm in a space now where I, I used to be, I used to be so scared of dying. And now like, I'm not cause the way I live, like I don't take anything for granted. Like, I literally live every day as if it could quite possibly be my last. And when you have the ability to walk taken from you and then, you know, you're able to walk again, it's like, dude, I t getting out of bed every morning. Like I don't take that. I'd like smile because I'm able to do shit like that. So, man, I, I hope people listening appreciate the stuff that I'm saying. I hope I'm not just rambling or they didn't stop listening. But, man, I know for sure God is real because I'm in Vegas right now when I thought I didn't want to be here anymore. So You made it. 
anybody that's that that is listening and are you going through things if you need to reach out reach out to me y'all y'all know my social media uh be wheezy underscore taught you i'm here for anybody like i'm willing to be transparent because i hope there's one person that's listening and been through some shit and you might be like damn i'm ready to give up i know it's a lot of fellows that go through that but i know it's women that do that too like don't do it don't do it like things will get better i promise you and january i didn't know if i'll walk again and in april i'm not only walking i'm running i'm playing basketball again i'm yeah uh don't do it just take a second reach out get some help but i'm telling y'all man shit will get better for real um i'm proud of myself because i haven't cried yet but if i did cry i know that wouldn't be a bad thing <laughs> oh man <clears throat> Woo! so uh yeah how about some music huh um hey <laughs> y'all have any questions about anything i discussed though before before we move on to our next topic i'm just happy for you man I really am. Yeah. I'm Thank happy you. For you that, too. Drew, that means a lot. Gerard, that means a lot. Everybody that prayed for me means a lot. Everybody hit me up. I had so many people ask if I needed them to check on my house or drop off stuff or if I could have visitors when I was in the hospital. Man, it's it means more than anybody probably will ever know. Um, yeah. No, I appreciate y'all boys for real. I appreciate our listeners and God is good, man. Um, so yeah, enough of the sad, the sad stuff. Uh, I got a lot of shout outs, man. Um, shout out to Victoria, who I forgot last week. I'm so sorry. Um, shout out to Janiah, who was a new listener, listened to us and um, had great things to say, said our intro was hype. Shout out to the consistent, loyal listener, Ty2. Uh, shout out to the homie DJ, um, who is developing his own video game, which is called Epoch. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sorry. Um, but he's developing his own video game. Like, I think that is the most incredible thing. And he said, uh, he loves listening to us. He actually looks forward to hearing us every Sunday. So appreciate the love, man. Um, keep following your dreams. Cause that is so dope. Shout out to the homie Brandon of you who I sent the podcast to bro. I felt like a Jehovah's witness this past week. Cause I have sent our link. <laughs> so many people, I'm sure I've probably been unfollowed or blocked, but I know we're going to blow up. I'm, I believe in us and what we what we have come in. We have so many new listeners, and it's been amazing. But my boy, The View, he actually, uh, the day where y'all saw me boxing on social media, it was my first day back. He just happened to send me this very, very powerful speech by Kirk Franklin. And I just, it was perfect timing. I needed to hear it. And we small talk, and I just happened to send him a podcast link. and was like, hey, man, check it out. I think you would like it, right? Within 25 minutes, he messaged me back and said, man, Best podcast I've ever heard. I love the comedy, knowledge, flow of the show. And like you said, good vibes. Uh, he made our freaking day. I just wanted to shout you out, bro, because that meant a lot. <laughs> shout out to the homie, Drew, Sean Atkins. Uh, said he listens to us at work, has to catch up on some episodes. But he's the owner of Ellison Group, uh, janitorial service, providing service throughout Metro Detroit. So Google him, man, and hit him up. Um, and lastly, shout out to the homie, Victor, from Norway. Saw my boxing mm. video. Hold on, because I got to find this DM, because a part of me was like, damn, I wonder if they still listen to us in Norway, right? I I didn't get an answer, but I assume he, he hopefully is. But he hit me up and just like, keep fighting, man. Like, you know, love, stay on your grind, love what you're doing. And that just, that meant a lot to me. So I had to shout him out. There's probably some more people that I forgot. Um, if I forgot you, cuss me out. I'm sorry, but I just want to make sure that we continue to show y'all love for listening to us, because 
like I said, man, you only get 24 hours in a day. So for y'all, for y'all to give us an hour, like of y'all time, if not more, like we got people reaching out, like, man, we can't wait to hear what y'all think of future. Like, yeah, I've never seen so many people say that in one week. It's crazy. Bro, we not, we not shit. So like to have people (laughs) excited to listen to our podcast, it's like, we've had so much traction the past week, bro. I'm excited because the sky is the limit. Like we both, we all believe. That is going to be special, and it's like we're finally starting to see now. Like it's starting to turn a little bit. We're starting to do. People really want to know what we have to say. That is that is crazy, fellas. Like what? Oh, I said, B, don't be too humble about the boxing because they don't know that Kimbo Slice is your role model. (laughs) Dude, I went to a dealership one time with my hat on, and my salesman went to talk to some people. Came back, and he's like, "Hey, bro, you know they they people really think you look like Kimbo Slice." I I never. No, I, <laughs> shoot. You were funny as fuck, man. But yeah, that's. Uh. So yeah, did you guys have any shout outs before we move on to uh, a new segment? Um, I just want to, you know, shine some light on somebody. So yeah, we was chilling. I, sh- I sent y'all in the chat and uh, a guy on Twitter sent me a link to listen to his music. His name is Brand New Life. Uh, sent me a link to his, I, I say it's a spoken word called Bree Great. It's a um, poem that he wrote for his son, you know, so that when his son gets older, he can listen to it and kind of like use it as inspiration to keep moving forward in life. And I sent it to B. I knew that he'd enjoy it. So um, it was random. Sent it to him. So shout out to Brand New Life. Uh, song uh, Be Great featuring Clifton Oliver. I, I advise y'all to all check it out. I think it's a motivational piece, like to get your day started. So you have these, uh, you know, these affirmations when you wake up in the morning to like get your day started and kind of look towards, you know, taking care of anything you need to take care of. So again, brand new life, B-R-A-N-N-U-E life uh, featuring Clifton Oliver. Be great. Thank you for that, man. And that was beautiful. Um, definitely was added to my playlist that I will discuss later, but very beautiful, man. Thank you for sharing that, Gerard. Drew, you got any shout outs, bro? I just got one shout out to our boy B Foster who just dropped a new uh, merch line. So if you want to go on to shopbattlerap.com slash Foster, he just launches new line of merch. It's kind of fire. I think I'm going to buy a shirt. Um, uh, he sent it to me yesterday. I was like, yeah, I'll plug it for you. I mean, he's done enough for us. Also, we're going to get him on the pod again in the future for a new battle rap update. So in the words of Bart Scott, can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think this is a great time. We actually are trying something new. So, um, our very lower listener, Justin Davis, I reached out to him with an idea because he does so much for us commenting and sharing and just going all out, giving us feedback and stuff. So I asked him if he'd be willing to send us audio of him asking us a question and he did. So without further ado, we're going to play that question yeah here we go if you were stuck on an island for the rest of your life and you could only bring one album of an artist you absolutely hate who would it be oh man oh i thought he was gonna say love i was like i said black (laughs) album last week (laughs) no i told y'all it was a great question um i'm gonna let y'all answer Uh, Uh, i got mine okay so drew you could go first playboy cardi whole lot of red How did you know that fast? That's the one that you wanted to hear. Because I've had so many people trying, like, you got to listen to Playboy Cardi. When I listened to that album front to back, I was done. Like, this might be one of the worst albums I've ever heard. Like, this is shit. Why would that be the one that you take with you? 
because it does have a lot of dope sounds on it. That's why. So I feel like I could, in my mind, on an island, re-record on those beats of me just spitting better than Playboy Cardi. That's fair. I had a lot of time to make up some fire raps over those beats. So That's fair. That's yeah. a great answer. Gerard, what Cardi. is your answer? Justin, this is a terrible fucking question. <laughs> It's a great class. Oh man! So uh, if you listen to the pod, you already know who I who I hate. So I would um, obviously bring Redactics the documentary. So that would be. <sighs> hmm. Yes, sir. Why the documentary though? Because that's a great album. Like, and you like that album. Like, why not pick one of his lower catalog albums that you you know? <laughs> well, that's the best one though that he has though. So I. I would definitely assume because it's but Gerard it's the, likes the documentary, but he hates the game. It was what what album would you what album would you get of an artist that you hate? So you could hate the game, but if you like the album, it, there it's we perfect. Go. I'm sorry, we here, we here, we here. That's a that's a music loophole. <laughs> but I I need y'all help. Who's an artist that I've told y'all I hate? I literally can't think of like an artist that I hate. What's uh, sad is I've had this question for a week, but I'm like, I had a lot going on, so I really hadn't th- thought of an answer. That you hate? I don't know. Yeah. I, you say on the player haters ball, was there anybody on there? I don't think he there? hates anybody. I can't, I can't really think of an artist I hate. I guess, could I use Young Young Thug Punk? Could I use that? Sure I didn't can. hate I didn't hate Young Thug, but like I didn't like him, but like. Y'all aren't like, answering I'll, this right. <laughs> huh? You guys aren't answering Ow. this question right because you like these albums, Drew. I don't I like think you understood. I don't think you understood the question properly. I'm gonna. I did. <laughs> no, no, it's an no, artist no, that no, you no. hate. It doesn't no. matter if we like the album or not. Yeah. You hate the artist. Yeah, you just hate the artist. Okay. Why? Wait. So what? What? What is? When you answer the question, what? What is your assumption with the question? Or an artist question? you hate and an album you want to hate or like have listened to and hate it still. That's oh, how nah. I feel. That's not the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's it. Justin. Feel free to let us know. Who, yeah, who, I'm sure he'll let us know. Yeah, who answered the question correctly and who failed? Because right now, I think me and Gerard is answering the question appropriately. I think I think Drew is overthinking a little bit. I'm so but. curious how this plays out. Me too. But um, I'm thinking we can name this "Ask the Senseis," and anybody that wants to send us a question, just send us audio. But um, Drew, we actually got audio that you wanted to include from other people, so. Um, yeah, we'll include that now and then, yeah, start play the, with... Play the DJ Galaxy one. Yeah, we could play DJ Galaxy. Shout out to homie. He said he was... I'll let him do the talking for for himself. <laughs> hey, bro. I need, I, need to, I need to know what you guys think about this future album. I, I've heard some tracks off of it, and it's, it's okay. I, I won't lie. I can't stop listening to a fucking For a Nut with uh, Gunna and Young Thug. That shit is, that shit is fire. But I, I need to know what the boys think. So I, I need to hear it. I know you guys are talking about it on the show. So I'm intrigued as to your to your thoughts on it. So yeah, man, shout out to y'all. Uh, again, send us, um, if you have any questions you would like us to answer, send us the audio clip and we'll put you on the show. We'll let us know how y'all feel about it. So fellas, just a few quick hitters here. We have uh, Pusha T will score his first ever number one album on the Billboard 200 with It's Almost Dry, uh, 56.5 a soul in his first week. Uh, that's enough to lift him past Morgan Wallen. Mm. Yo, uh, streamed 38.8 times on Spotify in his Ooh. first week. That was the second biggest Spotify opening uh, for a hip-hop album this year. Um, 
So yeah, shout out to King Push, man. That's 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 great. That's great. Awesome. And for him to be in the game that long and accomplish that, man, shout out to him. Chris Brown announced he's going on tour with Little Baby. Are you guys interested I might. in that tour? I might be. I might. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. I felt, Gerard. But Drew, for our listeners that can't see Drew, shaking his head no. So I like Chris Brown. I just don't care to go to it. Fair enough. Um, nine years ago, actually, Chance the Rapper released his acid rap mixtape. Thoughts? Classic. Now we're talking. That's, I mean, his best project Classic. still. And, and I uh, still have not heard it, so I'm going to have oh to check God. that out. Um, That'd be a good one for the flight home. All last right, drive. <laughs> what we're not going to do is judge me for not listening because at the end of the day, I'm still a casual, man. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Food, that's so. not true. You're that's not a casual, me? okay? You're an apprentice. Mm, reel me back in, my <laughs> brother. Yes, sir. I have graduated and I now am a apprentice. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'm an apprentice now. Be, be listen to that project on the way home. I guarantee it'll be a great flight. Okay, will do. Uh, four years ago, Post Malone dropped his album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, mm. um, which leads me to Post Malone announcing he will be dropping 12 Carat Toothache, the album, mm. on June 3rd, which I have been waiting for and cannot wait. That's that's, yeah, that's name. tough. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Album name. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, did you say that's what Kendrick should have done with, with, with his album name, is make a better, better yeah. selection? I don't want to judge Kendrick because he'll put out a beauty, I hope. So we'll see next week. We will see. Uh, six years ago, Drake released the album Views. Thought one of one of his better projects, mm-hmm. but also the start of his decline. Oh right. shit! That's, no, that, I, <laughs> yes, what Drew said. What Drew said. But I at first I didn't like Views. Now I love Views. So yeah, it took me a minute, but I fuck with it. But yes, mm-hmm. it is the start of his mm-hmm. decline because. Yeah, don't worry about that. I got something for y'all. Just stay tuned. <laughs> uh, rappers with the most top ten albums on the Billboard. So we have at number one, Jay-Z with 16. Shout out to your goat, Gerard. At number two, we have Nas with 15. Mm. We have Future next with 14. Drake next with 13. Lil Wayne next with 12. Eminem next with 11. Tied with Kanye and Snoop, who all both have 11, 11 themselves. Uh, next, we have Tupac with 10. NBA Youngboy is next with nine. And lastly, DMX has eight. I was very surprised to see NBA Youngboy. Records, right. man. This <laughs> little nigga, sense. man. It does not make sense, right. but <laughs> next we have uh, Future's album, I Never mm. Liked You, projected now to sell 175 to 200K units its first week. Mm. Be want to do something different. Right off the bat, what'd you guys rate it? Seven. My first listen, I gave it a 7.5, but I'll further elaborate in a minute. Eight and a half. Wow. Oh. Mm, talk to me, Drew. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Uh, Future's project, I Never Liked You, is projected to, um, again, break 200K its first week. That's the first one to break 200K or first hip hop project to break 200K since Drake's certified lover boy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, the third hip hop album to break 200K uh, its first week since Billboard changed the bundling rules. It's the biggest mm. Spotify opening day of the year as well by quite a large margin. Uh, a decade after his debut album, he is still only getting bigger. It was streamed uh, 29, 29.7 million times on Spotify alone on its opening day. Damn. The biggest opening day for a hip-hop album this year. It was streamed more in its opening day than Fabio Foreign, NBA Youngboy, and Kodak Black albums were in their opening weeks. Mm. So, 
I, I got some questions I want to ask y'all. So let's let's wait to talk about future because we're gonna move into what we've listened to slash watched this week. I'm the wizard, nigga. I can turn the trap into a star. I'm in a real, real nigga automobile. That's a double lock. I done came out of the field. I work a stick for a guitar. You ain't got enough to gamble, and then you can put up your car. I wanna shoot no dice unless we bang gold stats, nigga. Better ten, shoot a ten, my twin turn. I'm gonna go real quick because I have some stuff I listened to before future, and then we can get into the future. Is that okay with yeah, y'all? Yeah, that's perfect. I listened to a fuck ton, so I'll list them off after too. Perfect. So the first thing that I listened to was Pusha T, My Name Is My Name. Mm. So Drew, you sent me the song, nice. uh, yeah. no, Nostalgia, asking yeah. me if I ever heard it. Initially, I thought no. Actually, I did hear Kendrick's verse because it's actually been <laughs> trending a lot on social media. That's why I asked because I saw that same same thing. Exactly. Specifically on TikTok. Um, Jerry also sent it to me. Uh, so shout out to Jerry. But listening to that made me listen to Snitch Next, which that song is incredible. And that made me listen to the whole album. Uh, y'all know how hard I ride for Pharrell. Pause. But he makes crazy beats. And the, <laughs> the song is fire. Uh, Hold On featuring Rick Ross was so good that even Kanye couldn't ruin it with his awful Kid Cudi impression, which is hilarious <laughs> considering what just happened on Pusha T's album. But we won't go there. Um, it's hilarious that Drake and Pusha T are beefed out because Drake, I feel like would have been the perfect feature on No Regrets along with Jeezy. Bro, that's my shit. That's the one I was going to ask you, did you like? Like, yeah. Talk to me, Draw. I liked it, but I felt like whoever that artist was that wasn't Jeezy was kind of like a bootleg Drake. But I, I just, this led me to, so let me take a, a step back, actually. Uh, I was thinking on a song, Let Me Love You, uh, Pusha's flow sounded a lot like Mace. It was, that's the point. Yeah, so the second verse he paid homage he paid homage to Mace, and I'm like, ah, so I was on to something. So again, no longer casual. I caught that. Uh, but speaking of Drake and Pusha T, I have a question for both of you. I want both of you to have an open mind. Y'all slandered Drake and said that he was on his decline after views. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you two: Are you guys willing to take a step back and objectively admit to possibly being hypocritical? No. Let me explain. <laughs> we pray, we praise Pusha <laughs> T right for perfecting his craft. He doesn't switch up much. Drew mentioned the article that mentioned how he didn't talk about anything new um, with his content. And we were we all were in agreement. We were OK with that. So I wanted to ask you two: why are you two not OK with the fact that Drake follows the similar style with all his projects now? And I wanted to ask, is it because of we can't say it's because of beats and samples, because obviously Drake's his engineering crew is just amazing. So I wanted to ask, is it because of the punchlines? Because I'll tell you exactly why, dude. I, I just, I can't listen to any Drake project and say there's much of a difference personally to me. So I wanted to ask y'all, do y'all think it's hypocritical at all? Or if not, what is your answer as to why not? He is the biggest pop rap artist in the game right now. And he is the one that should be pushing his sound further and further than staying in the same lane. Simple as that. But why? Why is it why is it not acceptable for him to not switch up his craft but we just praise Pusha T? He has to. Like Pusha T Pusha T he's not trying to sell. Drake's trying to sell these records and I feel like he needs to give the people more than what they're purchasing pretty much. So Gerard, based on my question, do you agree with Drew? Do you think there's any substance in the question I asked you guys? What are your thoughts? So I think what Drew is trying to say, our expectations for Drake as far as his artistry is a little bit higher than we expect of Pusha T. So, like, Pusha T, you know yeah. what you're getting. Like, he has a niche, and he he stated what his niche is. Drake is trying to be the best ever. 
You know what I'm saying? So if you're comparing the two, if Drake uses a, a stamp formula every single time, then we don't see growth in his artistry. Like, so we can't, I, I won't consider him the best. He'll just be a, another person. So if I'm expecting him to be the best and he's selling records as if he's the best, then I expect him to push the envelope a little bit further, try new things, try new sounds, try new like ways to um, reach the people, then I would have pushed a T. Like, even if Pusha T has the same, um, if he's only talking about drug dealing stuff, coke raps and stuff like that, I still see growth in his how he's going forward, like his musicality, the way he sets things up. Drake, it's a it's a stamp formula. Like every album that Drake has put out since Views has probably been the same thing. You can copy and paste. That's what it feels like with Drake, like a copy and paste. I don't feel that way with Pusha T. Like even if he's talking about the same stuff, it doesn't feel like copy and paste. Like with Drake, it feels that way. And our expectation. It started to feel that yeah. way over the past like two, three albums, I'd say. Yeah. So I do, do y'all see do y'all see any substance with the question that I ask y'all, or do y'all think I'm just being biased? No, that's a, it's an absolutely great question. Yeah. It's a great question. But we're just saying the point. Like if you have Drake on a if you have someone on a pedestal, you're hoping that they're push things forward for the next person. Like we don't have Pusha T on that type of pedestal. So you expect more of Drake the same way people expected more of Eminem, of Jay-Z, of Nas. Like, that's that's the same breath we speak of Drake in. So if we have that expectations for you, we don't expect you to copy and paste every album just to sell records. If it's just about selling records, then we should start comparing Drake to MC Hammer. We should start comparing him to Vanilla Ice. And if you don't want to see him in that light, then he should start. Right. Come on, let's, let's keep it. Let's in the in the words of Hashim to be earlier. Let's you know. Let's let's keep this. Prof- no, let's keep this. I am being respectful. Let's keep this. Let's keep this. I, I, I am being. I, I am being respectful because we we may look at MC uh, Hammer and y'all may because I know MC Hammer is a real gangster, but y'all may look at MC. No, Hammer. We, we've confirmed. We, y'all can go back and listen. We put some respect on MC Hammer's name. And Vanilla, we, we, we that, and Vanilla Ice is pop acts, but they sold a lot of records. Uh, a lot, a lot of records. So Vanilla Ice, I don't know if he has that same respect. Not gonna lie. I can't, I can't, I don't know if he has the same respect as, as I'll let you finish. Yeah, you, but my point is, you know what I'm saying, is that you'll be considered a pop rapper and not considered for your actual skill set. And I know Drake is super talented, so we have expectations of him to do more than what he's doing. That's it. Okay. And that's why I say at Views, that was his peak and why it's been a decline. All right. I respectfully disagree with you, Drew. But anyway, I know I'm, you do. But I'm okay. glad you guys were able to elaborate. And also, I would love our listeners, if you guys hear anything we discuss and you want to, you know, send us your thoughts on it, quickly you know not to be too long-winded send it to us we'll put it on the show and <laughs> children and you know we'll discuss whatever your thoughts are but uh next i have future um actually nope a lot i have future's honest album so while preparing for future and you know um embracing my toxic ways and, and preparation for his new album i listened to a lot of his old music and realized there are a lot of his projects that I've never listened to in full. And Honest was one of those projects. Honest has hella hits that I've obviously heard, but I never listened from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And what a ride. Uh, Honest is an incredible album. Like I knew about the hits, but to be able to fill in the gaps, like Future is just, let's just get, I, do y'all want to get into I Never Liked You? Are y'all cool doing that? Or did y'all want to provide what y'all listened to? Let's go. Let's talk about it. It's what the people want. It's what the people want. So let's get to it. Uh, Future's first solo project uh, since his 2020s High Off Life, which I haven't actually listened to that in full. But 
The intro is how you start a fucking album. Yes. That is my first note that I have. Um, how do y'all want to do this? Do y'all want to go track by track? Um, just share our notes. So let's do a summary. Like, like, so I'll just write, I'll just read my notes. Uh, Keep Burning is probably one of my two favorite songs. I've repeated that song just so many times. It's incredible. Like Kanye's flow, like we've talked about Kanye so many times, but his, his verse on there is just incredible. Uh, Gold Stacks I have is another incredible song. the album, my first listen, so Drew, when I answered your question earlier, I said I gave it a 7.5, my initial listen. The album went really hard, but I just found myself, I wanted like, I, I wanted more versatility. I feel like I was I was wanting more versatility, right? But then that's when Wait For You came on. And I feel like, man, that was the perfect like switch up. Um, and then he had another slow song with Love You Better. Like, oh my, these two songs, like Terry Crews, I don't know if y'all ever seen Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs, but when he cried and then was like, hey, <laughs> he sucked that tear back into his eye, that was me, bro, like, I was I was feeling real toxic, and then I got emotional, and then I had to go back to my toxic shit, but some of the beats sound similar in my first listen, so that's why I gave it a 7.5, mm-hmm. but my only gripe was I felt like, kind of similar to Pusha T, like, I feel like Future could have did, if he was to have Kanye produce beats, where he, like, maybe had, like, samples over it, like, kind of like with Pusha T's album we discussed, I, that's kind of what I wanted to see from the album after my first listen, but Wait For You is the other track that I cannot stop repeating. Like, that song just has such a hold on me, man. Like, I, I've this entire Vegas trip, like, I've been playing, like, the future album, and whenever I get to that song, I replay it, like, at least 10 times. So I might be at least, I probably put 500K streams on Future's numbers just alone, personally, but Gold Stacks was fire. Uh, and the more I listen to it, I feel like with this Vegas trip, it's just been like my theme music. And my initial listen, I gave it a 7.5. Now, if you ask me what I'll give it, I'll probably give it a 9. I, I'm really impressed. You guys asked me my expectations. Uh, I said I expected something legendary. After my first listen, I was like, he didn't disappoint me, but I expected more. But now that I've listened to it over and over and over, bro, I'm going to play this album for the rest of the year at least. Oh, yeah. Like, I am... I'm so proud of my dog. He took the time off. He came back, and I feel like he delivered. So, uh, Gerard, I want to start with you because I feel like I can't tell your your, your mannerism. I can't tell if you you were disappointed. <laughs> so, I want to hear your thoughts, my brother. I give it a seven, and I listened to it a bunch of times, and it's still a seven. So, it's not it's not a bad album, but like you said, so, some stuff starts to sound repetitive, and it's it like if you listen to it in headphones, you get bored real quick. Like so, but if you listen to it in the car and stuff, like it bangs. Like Ooh. and like like you said, that's what I told DJ Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you gotta listen to it in your whip because yeah. that's what set it off for me. Yeah. So if you listen to it in the car, it's a different feeling. Like wait for you. Like wait for you is my favorite song on there um, because I I didn't think Drake had a great verse. I thought it was cool, but I I thought his verse was cool. But I like he had some he had some lines in there. I knew that you would like. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, those are... Which one did you know I would like, Gerard? Which Star one? goes like Ovechkin. Nah, uh, like uh, <laughs> which, one was the, which one was the one, Gerard? Uh, something about I upgraded your life. and I, um, Something about I, um, when you was with me, I upgraded you. Something like that. Like, I knew it was... I forgot. Let me see. I got to find it because I definitely tweeted it. And yeah. as soon as I tweeted it, Gerard... Sounds like a copy and paste line. <laughs> Drew, you're not going to bother me today, man. I'm in Vegas having a good time. You I want you to know, B, that that song, Wait For You, and I'm On One, might be one of two of my favorite tracks on the album. 
I, bro, I'm so happy. Draw, I'm trying to find this. You got better when you met me, and that ain't coincidental. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's a tough line. I like that. My goal just be speaking to me, bro, and I'm gonna stick but, up for you. But Drake. that song is that song. I really love that song because not because of Drake or Future, but because of Tim's. Like I thought it was a a sample, but yes. that's her mm-hmm. voice. Dog, she like sound her sound. I love her sound, bro. Like. Like and, no, and every every track, voice of every everything that I've heard from her thus far has been beautiful, bro. Like so, Tim's Tim's really like killed that shit. So yeah, um, I love so I love wait for you and I love chickens with ESTG. His verse was hard, bro. I like that, but I found myself realizing I like when ESTG like I like when he raps fast. Like when he when he has the like laid back rap, yeah. it's it's smooth. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But when he rapping faster and talking shit, that's when I personally I like I enjoy his music more. Was it me or did his audio sound low? I think his yeah, I think out. his audio sounded low yeah. too. So, but also like you said, that keep it burning with Kanye West is a nice strike. And Kanye had a fire verse, Ooh. like so yeah. No, nice, nice ain't just yeah. a draw. Nice ain't you can't use nice for that song. That 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 song was fire. Another positive because I spit hot fire. Fire without the off fire. Yeah, it was that that shit tough. And another Ooh. and another positive, like you said, the intro is hard. Like that's how you come in. Future always has like he coming in hard. Like pause. Ooh. So hey, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, God, hey, fuck with it. Did I already mention that I really like Gold Stacks? Yeah, you said. Did I mention that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. cool, cool. Just wanted to make sure I ain't leave out nothing from my notes. But in totality, like after all those standouts, it's sixteen tracks. I named four tracks. Every other track after that is like okay, and so that's why I got to seven. Like, like I said, you listen to it in the car, and if you're not listening to it for, you know how the song sounds, you just listen to it for a vibe. Yeah, that shit gonna knock. Like, but once you put the headphones on, like I work in the office, so I put them headphones on and I'm listening <laughs> to Future. Like, bro, I'm like, all right, you can't get too hype in the office. I think that's what it was, Drew. He couldn't turn up the way he needed to, so he gave it a seven. <laughs> If, if he wasn't in the office, he you you didn't So it sounded better once I put it in the car, but that yeah. that the headphone check still matters. So it's still a seven for me. That's fair. Uh, Drew, man, I want to hear you. You gave it a you said an eight or eight point five. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you a little story why I gave it that. Let's do it. Because I listened to Hendrix first. Ah, uh, mm. I'm on with it to testify. Come on. Because B told me to do a little homework. Hendrix is exactly what I remembered it as. It's right. a snooze fest. <laughs> All right. It is um, a you know snooze what? fest. Drew, I don't know why you're trying to ruin my vacation. It starts on fire. It's no, 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 just listen to my timeline of these notes. Starts off fire. First track's fire. There's some catchy songs early on. And then you get to this song called Fresh Air. And oh my God, is it atrocious. What? It's That song is trash. <laughs> you get to the middle of the album and if i worked in an office i'd probably be fired for sleeping on the job oh my god drew you don't like fresh air drew you don't like fresh air Oh my that shit's trash, guys. <laughs> Look, I said earlier in my spiel that I don't want stuff bothering me. Drew, you are testing me. I swear Listen, to Lord, nah. I thought we were a real podcast. I oh thought we'd tell it how God. it is. People might not respect <laughs> us if you say it's trash. That shit's trash, man. And then 
so we're jumping around the timeline like six tracks go by and i said thank god riri came on to save this album because goddamn was it a snooze fest <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say like i'm sorry sorry came on sorry was eh, uh, and it became a fire track oh, chris brown came on with pie fire track and the ending was fire so the ending, the first, the first three tracks, and like the last four or five were great to me. The middle was just Jesus boring Christ. as fuck. Oh, and then I put on this masterpiece, like his new album, <laughs> "I Never Liked You," and it starts off with seven twelve p.m. And I'm like, this is how you get an album going from the jump. I'm not the fan of tra- I'm not the biggest fan of track two. I think it's very repetitive. Uh, I can't say it. Yeah. I'm that nigga. He's talking about I'm that nigga. I was about to say, wait, what was the name of track two again? I'm like, why can't you? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it burning with Kanye is one of the best tracks. Fire. DJ Galaxy wanted to talk about for a nut, and I hate Gunna. I'm impartial to Young Thug, <laughs> and I still hate this track. So here's here's what I'll say about uh, Galaxy. For a nut is dope because da- Galaxy is a DJ. So if you're in the club. That that's gonna work. That's gonna and it's work. already people are loving it yeah. already. It's already yeah. a single. So, bro, I didn't dislike I any song on the out. Like there I, was only there was only those two I didn't like. Everything else I loved. For for nut, I could I could understand if a person doesn't like it. Like, but I realize it's catchy and automatically when I first heard, it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a hit. Like this is gonna be what's right. in the strip club and the yeah. club. So you made a great point, Gerard. I fully agree with that, but. Yeah, keep going, Drew. Sorry. For people who don't think Future can rap, just listen to Puffin' on Zooties and Gold Stacks back-to-back. He is flowing his ass off on those two tracks. That's fair. Wait, That's fair. Wait for yeah. You with Drake and Thames, one of the best songs on there. Love You Better, Massaging Me, okay. Chickens, I thought the uh, chorus was very underwhelming, but good song. ESTG's great. Um, I did not like... I didn't like Kodak Black that much on Voodoo. I thought he sounded kind of funky on it. So I agree with you, Drew. But what I did respect was the fact that Kodak Black was like very vulnerable and talking he about was. real shit. Which I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I haven't listened to a whole lot of Kodak Black other than his hits. But like, I don't know. I don't. I I assume he doesn't get that vulnerable in most of his songs. No, he, so he right. does. That's that's he car, does. that's part for the course. Yeah. Okay. He, he so does. yeah, maybe I, yeah. I definitely will go check out if anybody has recommendations for Kodak Black. I'll check it out. But I agree with you, Drew. Like it. It just, it doesn't, I don't know, like, it, it just doesn't kind of fit, but I respect the, the content you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's something about it just sounds a little off to me. And then my last two <laughs> favorite tracks out of the last four on here, Holy Ghost and I'm On One. Oh, my God, do those bang. Like, B, when I say I like Drake, that's the Drake I like is I'm On One. I like rapping ass Drake. Yeah, I'm Bro. On One is a better Drake verse. It's a it better is. Drake verse. The one with, the one with like, Thames I, ain't bad at all. I'm not, I like yeah, that Drake. that verse, but I'm On right. One is a better Drake verse for me. Like, that, yeah. like the one for the one with Thames is exactly what B used it for. It's a bunch of lines <laughs> for Twitter. Like, it's like, good. I, you know what? He's actually got some bars on it, though, and it sounds nice with the beat. Him and Future yeah. sound well together. But like you, Gerard, I thought that was a sample at first. I was like, I want to go find this original track too. now. I did, too. But I, I think, to me, it's one of Future's best projects. And like I said, it to me, I think it's just under DS2 now. I love this album. And I think See, nah. it, he released it in time for me for the summer. So it's me playing all summer long. I'm sure we're going to hear it, it for... It's definitely gonna though. play for. It's definitely gonna play yeah. all summer long. <laughs> and Drew, I have to agree with you. I, I put I put it right below Dirty Sprite too, but 
I I fuck with Hendrix a lot. So no, I like Hendrix. I still like Hendrix more. So you want to know what? I saw an article that came out and said this is Future's best album since Evil. I'm like, what? Like what? how how old are we? <laughs> like, all right, yeah. Evil wasn't just, even that good. <laughs> people just. I'm right. telling you, man. So these these blog sites need to just die already. Like. Dude, right. So all together, let's recap our, our our scores for the album. I gave it a nine. Eight and a half. Could Seven. could grow to be a nine, nine and a half for me. It could grow to be the eight. It could be grow grow to be an eight. I thought you would like it more, Gerard. I really did. I did too, actually. Um every time I listen to this, I'm gonna think about this Vegas trip and just that connection. So it came out at the right time for you. I the mean perfect time, bro. So yeah, anybody out there, let us know what y'all thought of the album. Again, feel free to send us audio clips. We'll don't be long-winded. We'll put you on the podcast. You know, we 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 trying to get some more engagement. So we appreciate again all the love and support. Um and we can wrap this up, fellas. I I don't know what to name this this segment, but I have just the songs that I've added uh over the past week since our last episode. So just what's on any, your playlist? Do that. I, we, I just need a new segment name for this. But yeah, just say what's on the playlist. Yeah. What's on the playlist? Let's. let's <laughs> I love it. So what's on the playlist? So I, I I wound up at this random like hole in a wall. If anybody follow me on social media, like you'll see my story. But dude, the DJ was playing some slaps, and it wasn't even rap. Like on this show, we'll talk about rap, but we also discuss R and B, other music. So there's a song, um, "House of Jealous Lovers" by The Rapture. I added a song called. Omiba, Omiba by the adolescents. It's I think it's considered punk from 1981, but added 100 Shooters by Future, uh, featuring Meek Mill. Added In a Minute by Lil Baby. Uh, obviously the Future album. Uh, obviously the uh, I Am Who I Am by Pusha T. I added a song called Apologies by TJ. Added a song called Energy uh, by Bryant Lindell. Uh, the Be Great song that was sent to Gerard by Brand New Life. I hope I pronounced mm-hmm. that's brand new life. Incredible yep. song. Again, check it out. Um, and shout out to you, man, for reaching out to Gerard and, and making us aware. Added Karate Chop, which obviously I heard before, but in preparation, I had to add it. I didn't have it on my phone. Added Almighty Dollar by Young Jeezy. Um, Get It Right Back by Gucci and 2 Chains. Added Bitches Ain't Shit by Future. Uh, added What Kind of King classic song by Gucci. I didn't have it on my phone. Added Never Satisfied by Future. My Mama by Future. T-Shirt by Future. Covering Money by Future. Added Middle Child by J. Cole. Added Fuck Shit by 870 Glizzy. Added Scare Money by YG. Actually, that was the last song that, that I had last, week. last yep. week. So those were the songs I added to my playlist. Uh, let me know what you I got a song that you should add to your playlist. I don't know if you heard it already, but it's a song by uh, Ed Sharan and Fireboy DML. It's called Peru. Mm-hmm. Bro, that shit's tough. I don't think I've heard that, so I'll check it out. Send it to me in the group chat. Yeah. But yeah, to. man, that's that's the music I added to this week. So let me know if y'all fucking with this uh, songs I added to uh, my playlist, new segment. But yeah, fellas, anything else y'all want to discuss before we get out of here? I got three quick albums I listened to. So if anyone wants to listen to some albums, some some nice hip hop, Coco Drio Turbo is the name of it by Action Bronson, his new tape. He's been following a lot of animal themes lately, so a lot of weird animal sounds in the back, like a lot of crocodiles, but good listen. Good, good hip hop. Listen, um, uh, no rest for the wicked. I wanted draw to listen to by Ransom, oh, Barfest, yeah. man, just nothing Not but hard punchlines. That that gritty hip hop, man. So check those out if you got time this week. Well, thank you for that, Drew. Uh, Gerard, do you have anything you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, if you listen to R.I.B. Kalani's new album called Blue Water Road, really nice listen. 
uh, Kehlani. And um, more about nothing, Wale's mixtape came out to DSP. So if you haven't heard that before, go ahead and check that out. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, to be honest with y'all, I'm so sleepy. Like, I, I'm excited to hear back the stuff that I talked about at the beginning when, when the episode <laughs> drops. But I hope people appreciate it because I feel like I share some real shit. And I hope I don't regret like anything that I share. But I know I'm living my truths, man. So uh, uh, no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. Every everybody lived their truth, and it's it's good that you being vulnerable and sharing your story because it's gonna reach out to more people that's going through things in life, and that's how people uh live through other people's experiences. That's how you grow, and that's how you grow as a person by letting that out and letting other people understand like what you're going through. So no regrets. Don't don't feel bad about anything. If people don't understand, they don't understand, but those who do, they will, and they're gonna reach out and let you know how much you appreciate it for sharing your story. Well, yeah. I I would appreciate that. That's not what I did it for, but I meant it when I said anybody going through some shit, you can hit me up. B Weezy underscore taught you um on Instagram. Um at B underscore man ten eighteen on Twitter. Um, so I think we sometimes forget to like share our social media profile. So as we continue to blow up. Uh, we'll put our shit out there. Uh, so real quick, if you guys could share your social medias where people can find us, um, then we'll get uh, out of here. My social media is JB since 88. So it's J-A-Y-B since 88. That's on all, everything. A-Day the name. <laughs> That's all you need. A-D-A-Y-D-A-N-A-M-E, all social media platforms. B, you like slander, don't you? Oh boy! Oh lord! Do you oh, want to answer a fan question real quick from Andre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. I was, I was nervous. B was talking heavy, heavy shit about Steve Nash last week, and Andre chimed in, and he wanted to ask B live on the pod. He said, "KD left that free flowing ball movement system in Golden State to run more ISO ball. The Nets' entire offense is ISO ball, and then when KD gets doubled and trapped, he should have been able to find the open guy." He should have got 10-plus assists easily. Instead, he turned the ball over about eight times. Wasn't a Nash thing, in my opinion, but Joe Harris' injury was bigger than we thought, and Nash probably gets fired as a scapegoat. So, thank you, Andre. Again, we love feedback uh, next time. If you send it, if you want to send on audio, we'll put it on the show. But um, I do disagree. I, I, so, I agree and disagree, I guess I should say. So, Steve Nash definitely deserves blame because at the end of the day, he didn't design anything to give KD some nice looks, get him easier buckets. Um, also, I have to disagree because one of the reasons that James Harden reportedly left was because he didn't like the fact that the offense was more towards moving the ball versus the ISO ball that James Harden had been used to in Houston. Um, so I disagree with that. At the end of the day, there are some games where KD missed, shot, missed shots where he just simply usually makes those. He was double teamed. Uh, sometimes triple team. However, on the same side, you have Jason Tatum, who was double team, but he was making his shots. Um, KD probably should have made certain passes, should have had more assists, but at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving didn't step up the way that he needed to. Um, Bruce Brown, there was multiple games. I slandered the hell out of him. I'm not a fan of him at all, but he was one of their best players, bro. So that's unacceptable. Uh, I do agree. There's a lot of stars, such as Isaiah Thomas, who said, you can't put Kevin Durant and LeBron James in the same light anymore, and I have to fully agree with that. I love Kevin Durant. I was one of his biggest supporters after I actually started to dislike him because he was hooping and just was on another level, but you didn't see that same performance when they needed him the most. So um, I, I, I agree a little bit. He should have had more assists, but Steve Nash should have did way more as a coach. You still can't point out one thing that he designed, whether it was offensively or defensively to 
make the team look better. I, I really don't know what he did to make that team any type of adjustments, like nothing. So I agree slightly that Kevin Durant should have had more assists, but that was my uh, rebuttal to what Andre provided. So, yeah, I yeah. love that question. Thanks, Dre. He said, he said, too, in response, he thinks the Nets offseason number one priority has to be find pieces to build around Bruce Brown because he can't do it all. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. I was dying to share that one with you. That was great. We love, again, thank you, Andre, for sending that. And anybody else, send us stuff that you guys like us to talk about on the show. But until the next time, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and a Casual. And y'all be easy. One. Take care. You didn't do it, Drew. Listen, I have I have a I can just loop it in now of me saying it. I'm sorry, I'm gonna remember that next time. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Just ask every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there you go. (laughs) He dropped so hard, man. Two sensei's in a casual.